Welcome to the Go Big Betcast with Dave, Boomer, Producer Skip, and Redcast Rob. Welcome to the Go Big Betcast. I'm your host, David Gaspers, and I'm with Boomer. Well, we're recapping uh, last week's picks to start off the show. I'm happy to announce that I went 3-0, and so I'm sure all my loyal followers, for entertainment purposes only, enjoyed that. Uh, we had Northwestern uh, minus 2.5 over Purdue, a nice win. Uh, Cincy in East Carolina took the over at 56. Cincinnati about covered that themselves with 55 points, so that was an easy one as well. And then uh, Miami plus 2.5 over Vatek, and they won that game outright. Yeah, a little bit of a squeaker, but still, hey, a win's a win, and as distasteful as it was with the Hurricanes, they paid off this week. So, all right. Boomer, the best pound-for-pound better we have. Darn I'm straight. also with Redcast Rob. Hey, guys. Um, last week, I still went 2-1, and one, so it's a winning week for me. Um, the only loss I had was Nevada with a 17-point spread. They didn't cover, but they did win. So, I'm going to continue to ride with them throughout the season because you know what i am all about those winners um but i did win nebraska i i took them to cover the the uh, plus three and sure enough they came out with their first win against penn state last week so thank you nittany lions i appreciate that you suck fresno state i also wanted to uh congratulate you i picked you to cover at uh minus 10 and you did and so uh, i'll probably ride with you at some point again during this season I'll, I'll keep keep an eye out on you you are Derek carr go raiders alma mater so um i'm always looking to you for a little positive attitude also with producer skip yeah if you remember my long diatribe of waiting for the last minute before the boise state csu kickoff to find out who would be their quarterback Well, you were rewarded because I told you if it was their starter, I would be picking Boise State. Even though when they delivered their starting news, they announced 14 players were out with COVID. (laughs) It didn't scare (laughs) me off. I still bet Boise State, and that was my lone win of the week. Uh, I lost on Stanford beating CU if Davis Mills played, and he did, but they only won by three or they lost by three, and uh, I get everything I deserve for my second loss of the week, and that was because I bet on Rutgers. Never bet Never. on Rutgers. That's that's a principle right there, you know? You just can't go off of that, Skip. Fool me once. Uh, I'm done. But the Boise State uh, win was a good call, Skip. I enjoyed actually watching that like minute by minute, and it paid off immediately for you because <laughs> that was game was yeah. over quickly. Before I could grab a beer, it was over. <laughs> Well, uh, I can't say I did much better, Skip. I went one and two, mainly because I gave all, all my good picks away to Rob and, and Boomer. But, hey, you know, I'm generous that way. I did uh, win the UCF uh, spread versus Temple, uh, but lost uh, the Kentucky Vandy under. I did not see that coming at all. And then uh, Arkansas, they, they ran with Florida for a bit, but Florida's offense dropped 63. It's just awfully hard to keep within that uh, 17 and a half. So, um, I did actually have a great week. I don't know if you guys other had had other good bets, but um, I had a really good Big Ten week last last week. I uh, won my Indiana bet, Iowa, uh, and Northwestern. I lost Rutgers. Principal, do not bet on Rutgers. But besides <laughs> that, I I made money on on Big Ten bets last week. How I about made you guys? I made money across the board on college. It's just my best bets went one and two. <laughs> um, this is one of those weeks, but yeah, I, I even bet Nebraska on the on a money line win, and so finally they came through on a money line victory for me. 
Yeah, they I'm do, a I'm a do. I'm a famous two dollar a bet kind of guy when it comes to betting, just because I like to have the money on it. And I was up about twenty dollars on the week on college football, and then on Sunday, we'll just leave it at that. I lost everything that I made on Saturday. <laughs> um, I I just need to remember: don't bet on Sundays, people. Just don't. Uh, if you think betting on college football this year is hard, bet on any Sunday any year. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's utterly challenging and, and mind-boggling how close those lines are. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had a few decent Sundays, but not often. Uh, all right, guys. Well, um, I'm looking forward to this week's uh, show. I think there's some interesting games out there. Uh, it There's been a lot of cancellations, though, right, Skip? I mean, just the lay of the land right now, there's been games uh, falling off the board left and right. Right here in the state of Colorado, where we live, both CU and CSU have lost games. So it is tough betting in this type of environment where you never know um, if a game is going to happen or not. I believe we were up to 15 or 16 canceled scheduled games this week. So, I mean, yep. that, that'll tell you. Uh, speaking of almost getting canceled, Vegas Jer uh, might be getting canceled from the show. He went 0-2-1 last week to bring him to 6-9-1 for the year. He pushed on Boston College plus 14, and he picked Minnesota. Uh, plus four that did not cover obviously and nevada 17 and a half he was on that they did not cover as well that's all right we're gonna give vegas chair another week or two prove himself uh yeah we got one big 10 uh game specifically that got canceled and that is maryland michigan state so big 10 only fallen to one victim this week if michigan state and maryland don't play in a forest does anyone hear (laughs) Um, maybe in uh, the UP. I don't know, Rob. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a game that won't be missed by too many, but it would have been, would have been interesting to see if Maryland actually was, was good enough to take down a, a Michigan State team and maybe oddly be like the third best team in the Big Ten East. It's a very odd, odd year, obviously. We do have some great Big Ten games to break down, so let's uh, head right into that. The Big Ten, week ahead. And let, let's talk about the uh, the Big Ten East premier matchup, Skip. And we have Ohio State facing off versus Indiana. A, obviously a top ten matchup. Everybody saw this top ten matchup coming um, earlier in the season. <laughs> um, it was a marquee board, uh, game to start the year in every preseason magazine, right? Absolutely, yeah. I think it was on the cover of a lot of the preseason mags. <laughs> Uh, so, Skip, what do you think about this game here? Do you have any uh, factoids on this? Uh, very interesting. Uh, as you know, the spread is very big. 20 and a half, Ohio State is the favorite. And 12 times uh, since 1978, since they've been keeping these books, uh, have, t- uh, have two top 10 teams met, and the spread was more than 17 points. Uh, so this will mark just the 13th time that has happened. Another fun fact for you guys, uh, Nebraska has been involved in three of those 12. Uh, do you care to take a guess at all? That's a great question, Skip. I'm going to guess we were probably favored in all three of those. Correct. Um, Boomer and I will probably be the, the Nebraska historians here. I would guess that... Kansas was a top ten team when we beat them, and I wouldn't be surprised if this this is probably ninety five, probably Boomer. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a spread of that large. What are you what are you, what are you thinking? These are top ten teams we're talking about. 
Correct. Hmm. Two top ten teams spreads over seventeen points. Man, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I would guess. Yeah, K State. Was K State eight that year? Yeah, Kansas. I think probably both K State and Kansas sometime in the nineties could have been. Yeah, top Kansas 10 was tenth, I think, or at least in top ten in ninety five. I think K State was in the top ten that year. I don't know if we would have been double digits against them, maybe ten points or so by that point. So in ninety five, Nebraska played yeah. Kansas State, who was Nebraska was number two, Kansas State number eight, and that was a twenty three and a half points. Holy crap! Twenty three. Oh, also, twenty three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Also ninety five, Nebraska number one, Kansas number ten, and that was the biggest top ten spread of all time. Nebraska by twenty five, and they covered. Yes, forty-one to three, just a little bit. They would have covered. Uh, yeah. Also, then in 96, 1996, Nebraska was four, Colorado was five, and Nebraska was an eighteen-point favorite, hmm. but did not cover, only winning by five. Hmm. I would anyway, not have some, that one. Good one. Some fun facts about that historic top ten large spread matchup. Where do you guys feel about uh, putting your money on in this one? Look, I don't care about history on this one. Quite frankly, Ohio State's going to kill Indiana. It's it's I I I'm going to go as far to say as that's going to be my lock of the week. Um, Twenty and a half probably isn't enough. I have a feeling that by the fourth quarter, Ohio State's probably putting its backups in, and its backups still put in another fourteen points. Um, it's not even going to be close. Indiana's Indiana, sure, they're good. They're four zero this year. Good for them. No, Ohio State's going to kill them. And that's Rob's Agave Lock of the Week. <laughs> Brought to you by Tequila. Uh, it's classic. You know, I, Rob, I, I think you're probably right. I mean, I don't think Indiana's a bad team. I don't, they're not a paper tiger, right? I mean, Indiana's a good team, but they're nowhere near Ohio State's level. Uh, the only way they cover this is maybe something in the back door. Uh, because I do think Ohio State probably perceives this as an opportunity to – to have as best of a signature win they, they can get, right? They, they need to win games convincingly to not let the playoff committee have any doubt. So uh, it seems like they, they, they could they could cover this. The over-under, Boomer, 66.5. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like uh, Ohio State is going to almost cover that on their own? Or no, I don't Indiana think they'll get that many. That's a lot of points. Um 66 and a half, man. I mean, Rutgers consists, or excuse me, not Rutgers. Indiana turns out about 30 points a game, or they have been so far. You know, so if you expect Ohio State to get anywhere in the 40s, you might think about something like that. I mean, I wouldn't be betting on this game. I suspect Ohio State wins, but, you know, those are pretty big margins. Indiana's, I think what kills them is just their general lack of a running game they've had this year. They're averaging less than 100 yards a game running. It's all through the air, so... If they have any trouble, you know, moving the ball passing-wise, I don't think they have any running game to fall back on. So that's kind of what I think this game comes down to. Ohio State's going to be able to move the ball. No one's really stopped them from doing so yet this year. So, yeah, I wouldn't bet this game, but I'd lean towards Ohio State and probably the over. Dave, if what do you think the spread would be if Nebraska played Indiana this weekend? That's a great question. Neutral um, field. Neutral field. I, I well, those home Indiana, crowds play such a big role this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'd, I'd guess Indiana probably maybe minus six or so, probably something like that. A little under a touchdown. A little bit more than what Penn State was getting. Okay, I mean, then that's that's about 
right, if you remember, Nebraska in Columbus was a 26-point dog. And now yep. you got Indiana going to Columbus as a 20-point dog. Yeah. Um, so if all things even, I mean, Ohio State still covered well against Nebraska. So. Hey, Dave, one of the things I wanted to bring up, too, is you and I had a, had a side conversation uh, last week when, when uh, Ohio State's game was canceled, right? And there was all these articles coming out about, um, you know, oh, is Ohio State's national championship chances now being thrown to the wayside because they're missing a game this season and you said that's clickbait okay yes it's clickbait but don't think for a minute that those players aren't reading those articles and they aren't looking at that and they're not thinking to themselves you know what let's go out there and prove ourselves this week against another i'm air quoting here top 10 team so that's kind of where my mentality is coming on here why i almost would say it's a lock that they will cover no, no, I think it's it, like like Boomer said. I don't think I'm, I'm going to put money on this, but I totally get where you're coming from, Rob. Let, let's uh, let's go on to the next uh, marquee matchup, and let's talk about the Big Ten West with Wisconsin at Northwestern. These are the uh, leaders right now in the Big Ten West. Wisconsin is favored by seven, I believe, Skip over the Wildcats. Yeah, seven and seven and a half, depending on uh, the book. Yep. And it's at Ryan Field uh, on the shores of Lake Michigan. There, over under is at forty four. Uh, Boomer, what are you thinking about this one? Well, it's going to be a game I really want to watch. Um, Wisconsin's looked good. I mean, we got a really small sample size with them, though. We've seen two games, but you know they look solid in both. So I don't think they've missed a step, even with uh, all their extra time to rest. Uh, Northwestern is what they are. You know, they've just consistently week in and week out done what they need to do um this is a game what's the over under this one? like 44 44 yeah yeah man that's that's gonna be really close i don't know on that either i i anticipate you know this would be one of those like 21 to 20 type games or you know 24 to 18 type fests so you look at wisconsin's offense and and you could look at that over under and think that's a it's an appetizing uh opportunity there but Northwestern's notorious just slowing the game down yeah. and and that's certainly what they're going to try out. to do here. Yeah, same sort of same sort of approach they've taken in every game. Just you know try to drag out a few of those long you know thirteen play drives that take up half a quarter and maybe they get three points out of it or whatever, but they keep the ball away from everybody else. So. It's hard to bet against Pat Fitzgerald as an underdog, as sure you that's guys true. know. But here's some fun stats since the start of the 2017 season. Uh, Northwestern has been a plus seven and a half point underdog in the big 10 10 times they are nine and one against that spread and they've wow. won eight of them straight up they've wow. won the game straight up yeah um, that's how good of an underdog is pat fitzgerald is in the big 10 especially when those spreads are big uh but then on the other hand you got wisconsin and paul christ he is 16 and four against the spread as a road favorite so also impressive. You got both both those things going uh, in the favor of those coaches. They're good against uh, where these lines are at, and so to me, I'm that's kind of a stay away. But I agree. If you can get a yeah. Northwestern seven and a half. It might be worth a little something. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald has made people a lot of money betting that way re- recently. Yeah, but boy, I I don't know if I don't want to touch that one with a, a ten foot pole, um, a big ten foot pole. Uh, oh, Zing! 
So uh, let, let's let's go back in time a little bit. We have not hit the Friday night game. Uh, Minnesota apparently is the Friday night team of the Big Ten. Uh, they are hosting the Boilermakers of Purdue, and uh, Jeff Brom and his team going in there two and a half point favorites over under at sixty one. Minnesota hasn't stopped anybody this year. Uh, anybody have a, a hot take on this one? Yes, I do. Um, these are going to be some of my best bets of the week, mainly because what you said there, Dave, Minnesota can't stop anyone. And if we want to be more specific about it, I've got those numbers for you. Their uh, Minnesota's defense is giving up 7.8 yards per play. That is last in the Big Ten by a margin of 1.2 yards a play. So that puts them 125th out of 100. 100- in 26th in all of the NCAA, oh, only horrible. ahead of the mighty Akron Zips. So that's how bad their defense is, 125 out of 126. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Purdue, they've played three games this season. They are passing at a Big 12 rate. 82% of their offensive snaps are passes so far this season. Um I can just imagine how many plays they will get off just passing that many times, you know, with the clock stoppages and all that, uh, and Minnesota giving up that many yards per play. To me, that screams the over of 61. I like the over. It's going to be one of my best bets this week. And I like Purdue at two and a five to uh, two and a half point favorites, uh, betting against that really and uh, Division One bad football. Uh, now, one thing you might think about, though, is, yeah, Minnesota's defense is terrible, but they're actually good against the pass. They're third in the Big Ten for passing defense. They're only allowing, like, 209 yards a game passing. Where their complete trash is in the run game. They are dead last. They're averaging 200, They're giving up 238 yards a game in, oh. in, in rushing yards. Now, that's kind of plays, you know, opposite the way Purdue does. Purdue's a great passing team, one of the best in the conference, but in terms of rushing, Purdue's... I mean, I think Purdue's first in the conference in passing yards per game, but rushing, I think they're dead last. They're only averaging like 63 yards a game. But I would also want to see um, what's the passing yards per play for Minnesota's defense because when teams get up so far ahead, they're not passing anymore in Minnesota like they've been doing, you know, um, Michigan and... I don't think Iowa was passing much in the game last week because they sure. didn't need to. It was a straight blowout from the beginning, and they're ready to just burn the clock and get home. What's the uh, the weather like in Minneapolis on Friday night? Forecast to, for tomorrow night's game should look looks to be about 33 degrees at kickoff with no precipitation in sight. All right. Uh, well, you know, that doesn't sound too bad, Rob. Uh, you you want to lay some money down on a game in that weather? No, I would not touch this game with a, as you say, a Big Ten foot pull. Um, you know, two weeks ago, I, I honestly thought that Illinois and Minnesota was going to be a game where, you know what, hey, don't even touch that one either. And Minnesota came out and won that game 41-14 to against Illinois. And it blew my mind, but they also blew out Illinois. And then last week on Friday night, we all saw that. Um, they took a 35-7 to loss against uh Iowa and I mean I just I yeah I wouldn't touch this one I have no idea exactly what it is Minnesota's trying to do this year I have no idea Purdue nor do I yeah Purdue just kind of seems like Purdue right like you never know if they're gonna win one or lose one during the week because that's Purdue and that's their entire history as a football team in general so I wouldn't touch this one 
I'll tell you what Minnesota doesn't want to do this year, and that's play any defense. So <laughs> we at least know one thing they want to do or not yeah. do. I mean, you know, Skip, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to bet this or one or not. I ended up betting four Big Ten games last week and won three of them. Uh, I'll probably do something similar this week, but I don't know if this is going to be one of them. But if I do, I, I th- I'm in your camp. I'm, I'm, I would be taking Purdue. There's no way I'm touching Minnesota. And I don't know about the over-under over, either at 61. It seems to be that's, that's, that's in rough territory as, as well. All right, let's, let's move on. Uh, we've got two more games here. Let's take um, the Michigan at Rutgers game next. we got Michigan, good old Jim Harbaugh, at getting t- uh, 10.5-point favorites at Rutgers over-under at 55. Does anybody trust Michigan enough to win by 11 points at Rutgers? No, but that would mean we are also trusting Rutgers to, to cover that, so it's kind of... The principle. Yeah, Good what do you do rumor. here? I mean, it's... Yeah. This is one of those, can God make a rock so heavy he can't even lift it sort of questions. I, I don't even know how you go here. Yeah. The one thing I would bet on this game is if Michigan didn't win, Harbaugh will be fired. <laughs> yeah, I can get that prop that bet. Yeah, that's that, that that's would be a pretty much guaranteed too. winner. Yeah, I agree, Skip. I'm just waiting to hear like some story come out of the news on on f- tomorrow morning or or tomorrow night that just says that Michigan threw a COVID party, hoping to catch it so they didn't have to play Rutgers and lose. So that's that's really where I'm at with this game as well. I I would I would take Purdue over Minnesota before I would ever pick this game. Yeah, now this is a tough one. Uh, well, the other Big Ten game, which I think is an intriguing matchup and a really really tough one to call again is Iowa at Penn State. The Hawkeyes, two-and-a-half-point favorites going into Happy Valley, uh, over-under at 47. Boomer, uh, you you think the Hawkeyes are going to come out with a victory here? Can they cover? Is Penn State really an 0-5 team? Well, I I wouldn't have said Penn State's an 0-4 team, but here we are. So it's certainly possible they could be. This is going to be one of those games, I think, you just have to judge what Penn State's mentality is going to be at this point. I mean, you're 0-4, you're not going anywhere this year. It'd be pretty easy for a team to just throw in the towel and, and call it quits. You know, some of it's going to depend on, you know, how, how good does uh, Penn State's quarterback play come back? Does their line play, you know, do their lines play as well as they did last week against us? You know, arguably you might say Iowa's, you know, lines might be a little more solid, at least in some areas of the game. Um and I was, you know, coming off a couple of wins here. They've got some confidence back. They've got momentum on their side, so they're certainly playing for something still. You know, they have an outside shot of, you know, winning the West still. So this is going to be an interesting game to watch. Again, I don't think I would throw a whole lot of money on it, but uh, certainly watchable. But it, I think this is just a, a mentality game. Which team still wants to play this season is what is what this yeah. one comes down to. So, Skip, um, as, as a better here... You have Iowa at two and a half points, and and you feel it's inevitable that Penn State may win a game at some point. Is this maybe worth a, a money line uh, gamble with Penn State that eventually they'll pull out a win? Sure, if you're going to go Penn State, there's no reason to take them at plus two and a half. Make yourself a little more money and bet the money line because, I mean, it if you believe that they can cover two and a half, you best be believing they can win the game. So get that extra dough in your in your pocket. I mean, Penn State, 
didn't look all that terrible against Nebraska last week. 500 no. yards of offense. I think some people might be a little blinded by their record at 0-4, um, but they've been in most games except Ohio State and certainly were producing offensively last week. So I think the spread's about right. And like Boomer said, this is a game I would love to watch, but I, I just don't feel strongly about a side either way. But if I had to throw five, I'd probably do it against Penn State at home on the money line. Yep, Rob, you you drop a money on this one? I am. I'm act- I'm I'm going to be taking um, Penn State on this one money line, like Skip said. Um, Penn State looked so good in the second half of last week's game. They found something. I'm not quite sure what it is. Um, maybe it was just somebody Scott. who's not named Sean Clifford. Somebody somebody who's not <laughs> somebody who's not named Scott. Uh, Scott Frost in the second half of a game. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a shot, and I'm sorry, but I have to take it. Um, but I just I don't think Penn State's an 0 5 team. I I have to believe that they will believe in themselves at some point. I realize that's an emotional pick on my part, but you know what? Um, I'm taking the Nittany Lions outright on this one. Money line all the way. All right, those are our Big Ten bets, except for. Our home team, Nebraska, right? We've got a, a really interesting line here versus the Fighting Illini. Uh, it opened up at 14 and a half. Nebraska as the favorite. I think I saw it go up to 15 and a half and it's back down to 14 and a half. Over under at 59. Um, when I saw this line skip, I was like, are you kidding me? We're going to be favored by two touchdowns after our first victory in a year? But uh, here we are. The line's pretty stable, and um, and seems like uh, there's enough people interested in taking Nebraska to cover this. Your thoughts? Is Williams still playing? He's going to be the quarterback for Illinois this week, correct? I think it's probably going to be a combo. I, I think Brandon Peters will be back and likely uh, maybe starting, but I, I'd be shocked if we didn't see Isaiah Williams, their um, multi-talented dual-threat quarterback, for, Broke a school record for rushing yards by a quarterback last week. Multiple series. Yeah. yeah. No, he's from St. Louis. He's dynamic. He was almost a five-star guy when he came out a couple years ago. It was a big deal for Lovey to grab him. And, um, yeah, he had to get him on the field. And, and he can't he, – he, he threw for 100 yards last week, Skip. So he's not going to be a big right. passing threat. But he is a mobile quarterback. I mean, it just – it's hard to predict a lot of these games when you don't know who's playing quarterback either way. Um, last week they ran for 59 times and th- had 18 pass attempts. So it was a very run-heavy game for them. And if you could probably expect the same thing if Williams is playing again all game um, because Penn State averaged 4.7 yards a game on the Husker defense. So, you know, you know Illinois would take a stab at running all game. On the other hand, this is by far the worst defense nebraska will have played all year and so you got to think we're going to be able to start putting up some points on the board a little more consistently but it's it's tough to read if we don't know uh, what illinois is going to do either on offense who they're going to be playing as well Um, i i heard a sharp really like and bet big his biggest bet of the week he said on this game going over the 59 sure because of the reason Nebraska's playing the worst defense they've played all year, and um, Illinois can start running the ball with Williams very well, but 
if they're doing a 59 rushes for first 18 pass attempts again. And also, then you're betting on a very uh, new quarterback in Nebraska to put up a lot of points in just his second start as well. No, it's, it's a good point, Skip. You know, last year's game, uh, Honky and Mac actually went out to Champaign and, and saw that game in Illinois. I think they got free tickets from the Husker Sports Babe, if I remember right. And... Um, and they, they had a great time, and when Mac and Honky watches the game together, they typically win. That happened last weekend with Penn State. I think they're watching this one in Columbus. So hopefully that, that trend continues. You know, Boomer, last week or last year's game, we went down, I think, 14 nothing, if I'm not mistaken. We got behind Illinois early. They had some chunk plays, and then we we exploded and, and, and caught up to them finally. Um, by the fourth quarter, Adrian Martinez had a, a great game. Do you think that Luke is going to do the same thing here where he kind of finds his groove at some point during this game and explodes for some, some big numbers? I don't know. That'll be interesting. I think we ended up with like over 600 yards of offense last year. It was huge. Illinois. Yeah, it was some crazy, crazy number like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't see that happening this week because I just don't see all the other pieces being there to to have that happen, you know, whether it's running backs and receivers and everything else. Um, the offense theoretically should be able to move the ball against Illinois. Like we said, they haven't really stopped anyone in particular most of the season, so they do give up passing yards. So if we want to start stretching the field with some players, this might be the time, this might be the perfect game to do these sorts of things. So I think playing a team like Illinois now gives you the chance to try these things and see what, you know, see what McCaffrey can do with his arm and, See what see what happens there, but like Skip said, without having any idea exactly who Illinois is starting at quarterback, that makes this one a little tricky to to pick a whole lot on or put a whole lot of faith on. You know, it might change their game plan a little bit. What they do, I mean, they had you know two rushers over 100 yards last week against Rutgers. I mean, that that can you know change the tempo of a game if you can do that every week. So, you know, depends who's starting for them. I don't know. It's, uh, this one that, this one's kind of tricky for me, especially with that know, big of a spread that they put on it. I was kind of surprised it was that large. You know, Rob, if we look down at, at take a deeper dive in some of the other other um, bets that you could put on this game, you have team totals Nebraska at 36 and a half. Uh, we haven't scored 36 and a half yet this year. Um, Illinois 21 and a half. We haven't held a team um, below 21 uh, we have, uh, yet this year. Uh, the first half line Nebraska by seven and a half. Anything here uh, standing out to you? <laughs> Again, and this is just my gut feeling because that's pretty much how I throw everything tequila out there. Tequila and Dave, guts. You, you like, that's tequila and gambling guts, that's mantra. Right. Yeah, you guys should see the margaritas I was making tonight. <laughs> um, I think Illinois is going to get shut down like the state of California on Saturday. Ooh. All right? Yeah. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, um, one, I'm going to take the over on points. I think Nebraska covers. Um, I am just looking at this. I think that this is going to be, I mean, Luke has a win under his belt. He's going to come out. They're going to run the ball like crazy against Illinois. They're going to throw the ball too. Watch. They're going to throw the ball. Um, this is Illinois the game. Illinois pass D, Rob. So yeah, they don't throw the ball, Illinois, we're in trouble. Illinois, Illinois' pass defense is so bad. If, if anyone is questioning, like myself, where the uh, wide receivers have been the all season, Guess what? We're going to see him this weekend, guys. So, um, you know what? Don't trust me. 
I mean, I'm only 11 and 5 on the entire season, so hey, what do I know? <laughs> Rob, but I'm telling you. I'm I'm telling you right now, you can you can uh, bet your kids Christmas money on this game with Nebraska because it's going to happen. All this right. is the game. This is going to be the Maryland game of 2019. Well, if there if there's a candidate out there, this would be the game. So, we'll we'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right, good stuff, guys. <laughs> Best bets. All right, let's do our best bets of the week. And uh, Skip, I think you've got our good friend Vegas Jair's picks. What are they? Yeah, he's got Purdue at two and a half at Minnesota to cover. Uh, Iowa two and a half at Penn State, and he's got the Rice North Texas over sixty three points. Wow, Skip. I mean, the two Big Ten bets. I get it. I I think I'd be, I'd entertain both of those. Rice, North Texas. I'm not. Apparently, he he's got an in on the Rice in North Texas yeah. game over at 63. All right, Vegas Jar, we appreciate your contributions. Skip, what do you got? Uh, well, this week, uh, like I said, I've got uh, Minnesota and Purdue to go over 16 and a half points. I'm also picking Oklahoma. You can find them for minus seven against Oklahoma State, but I'm going to bet them down on DraftKings to six and a half. You know, I think Oklahoma's really turned it around. I think this line is really low, uh, but I think people are seeing that Oklahoma State is ranked higher, and they are higher in the Big 12 standings that you're going to get this low number. Uh, but Oklahoma's been averaging 52 points in the last four games and averaging 516 total yards a game. Uh, last time out, Oklahoma State barely got by Kansas State 2018. And uh, another fun fact, Gundy, Coach Mike Gundy, it's two and thirteen all time against Oklahoma. Ow. And finally, uh, since I've been struggling a little recently with my picks, I went back to some old school conventional picking, and I not looking at stats. I'm not looking at any of that crap. I just went down the lines and found which one stands out as the most wrong, and that is USC getting three at Utah in the Pac-12. USC has played and won two games so far this year. Utah has had both games canceled. They have yet to play. And now there are some various stats that will tell you, well, the teams this year who have played fewer games or less games, or zero games against a team that has played some games, has actually has a better record uh, because they've had some film to watch on these teams. But I don't care. USC is picked to win the conference by most people, and Utah is, has nine new starters on defense. They lost nine starters last year, and they've yet to have any live in-game tackling, and USC's played two games to get that rust out of the way. Plus, Utah is starting a new quarterback and running back. Give me USC by three and their two-game head start advantage against Utah. All right, good. Good stuff, Skip. I would not touch that game. Uh, that, <laughs> the Big Ten football. That is the truth, man. I've seen that. I've seen other people picking Utah with confidence. And I'm like, how would you pick Utah? You haven't even seen them play yet this year. All right, Rob, what do you got? I'm going to stick with Skip this uh, the, on the USC pick at, at minus three. Um, I really don't see Utah coming out with a whole lot of gumption. And uh, USC has two games ahead of them. So, Skip, you're right. Um, 
Locks. Fresno State. That is a lock. That what do we call that? Lock unity. Is that is that there how, you go. how we call that there? Like doo, 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 doo. my next pick too. And, and Dave, you and I were were touching on this before the show. I'm going to take Nevada over San Diego State at um, Nevada is the point and a half dog. I'm going to take Nevada over San Diego State. I think Nevada is the better team. San Diego State's not a bad team. They aren't. They, they traditionally, you know, they put up a lot of points they score. But Nevada is just looking good this year yeah they didn't cover for me last week with the point spread but at a point and a half and they're the dogs i mean you can take them on the money line or the point spread either way you're gonna win some money all right good stuff rob throwing his west coast colors out there doing all west coast picks boomer what do you got well this is a week where everything just kind of looks iffy and questionable you know a lot of you know a lot of questions all around with teams where they're at mentally Lions were all over the place, so this is going to be another one of my uh, bankroll padding week specials. Uh, I got a three-team parlay with just taking the favorites. You take uh, Oregon at minus seven ten, Auburn minus three ninety five, Georgia minus two thousand twenty five. Ten dollars wins you five. It's a fifty percent return. You'd kill for that on Wall Street any week. So uh, let's run through that again, uh, Boomer. So you got Oregon yep. over who? Oh gosh, doesn't matter. Uh, who was Oregon playing this? Oh, right. every, I'm sure everyone just pulled over their car right now. Of course now they did. The they're they're the putting that in right away. To get this kind of yeah. guaranteed return. Well, it's guaranteed they, they money. It's Oregon, UCLA this week. So. Sir, can you tell me why you're going over the speed limit? <laughs> I had to get this bet in. Yep. There's guaranteed money. You know, I didn't even have to dial a 1-800 number. So. <laughs> Now, Oregon over UCLA, you've got Auburn over Tennessee, and then Georgia was it? Gosh, who was Georgia? Vanderbilt, yep. Vanderbilt. So there you go. Three oh. three money line bets. You win those. You get a 50% return on whatever you put down. Don't even have to break a sweat this weekend. That's true. That's true. Maybe a $100 bet would be a, have more value, though. If you got the money to play All with, right. if you've already bought the kids Christmas gifts, go right ahead. <laughs> Well, Boomer, uh, next time maybe I'll give you some extra picks to consider. Um, all right, what I've been looking at, I've got uh, Liberty NC State, guys. Liberty NC State. Liberty team, uh, Hugh Freeze is looking to promote himself to a new job. Liberty has Malik Willis, dynamic quarterback, throwing up points against anybody they play. NC State also can score uh, taking the over there, Liberty NC State. Uh, also, Skip, I agree with you. I think Oklahoma will probably cover the seven. I also like the over versus OU versus Oklahoma State. That's at 58 and a half. That's what I got that at least. Um, so I think those are two solid overs right there. And then um, another one on the West Coast I will take is Washington State getting two and a half points versus Stanford. I don't see how in the heck Wazoo is actually an underdog in this game. Stanford has done next to nothing this year so far. I kind of like Wazoo's quarterback, who's uh, one of those Hawaii kids, uh, to throw around the yard and and cover that two and a half points. So um, I got some others out here. Boomer, if you want them, I kind of like K-State at plus 11. I don't know if you've seen that one at all. Iowa State. K-State. K-State has always played Iowa State very closely, and um, they're a great dog team. So I, I think the Wildcats are a solid there. I also kind of like uh, the Florida Vandy over at 68. Another one boomer that you could have took. And uh, another fun one out there, 
that uh, is a classic COVID matchup. You got Florida Atlantic minus 33 versus UMass. UMass is barely even played. I don't know if they're actually actually a football program at this point. They just happen to run a team out. Yeah, it's kind of like kinda playing the like Omaha eight. YMCA back in the day. It was just some random things they yeah. throw together, you know, from from the streets of Omaha or whatever it is. Yep, and call it a team. Yeah. So those are some other other fun ones out there if you want to consider. All right, guys. Any other bets, uh, Skip, Rob, Boomer, that you want to want to throw out that of of interest? No, not no guarantees here. Just fun stuff. I'm going to put the over on Rob having another tequila drink tonight. <laughs> well, you know, I had a few more that I liked this week and I, that I had already bet that have been voided and returned to me because the games have been canceled. So I had one of those too, Skip. I had, uh, it was the Wake game. Um, it was, I, it, was it Wake, Wake, North Carolina? I forget what that was, but I was like a plus five. I'm like, it, yeah, I hear you. I had uh, Wyoming over uh, Utah State by 17 and a half, which would have been yes. a Thursday night game. Um, because not only has Utah State been awful and fired their coach, they just kicked their starting quarterback off the team on Monday on top of it, and we're going to go play at Wyoming in a short week. So that looked like an easy winner, and now that game was canceled. All right, guys. Good stuff there. Good stuff. Uh, let's call that a Go Big Betcast. Maybe our money. Big red.